Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear hotline. It's supposed to be the game of the day, but it was a little lopsided. Like, the Rams made a statement against the Bucks. I thought there was pressure going on the, on the Bucks, and I thought it was all upside for the Rams. And there was a lot of upside key. We come out of that week, most of us, I think, thinking that's the best team in the NFL right now, the Rams. Yeah, I mean, it, it was clearly trending that way the last two games, obviously. Now they beat the champions and the Buccaneers, and so it looks great on a Monday night. They have a big showing. Matthew Stafford is unleashed to the world Ooh. to see exactly what he is capable of being for the Rams, what he was not for the Detroit Lions. Um, Deshaun Jackson adds another element to the passing game for them lifting the coverage. Now everybody's got to play honest. You can't cheat. You can't uh, 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 decide to not get your depth and cheat up on Robert Woods and Cooper Cup because a guy like Deshaun gets right behind you. Jefferson gets behind you. So they got a lot of – Sean McVay got a lot of toys to work with. That defense is off the charts. There were a lot of people that were saying Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff, they're the same thing. Not really the same thing. Not really the same thing. When you throw for 942 yards – this season thus far, nine touchdowns and one interception. Well, especially they're not the same thing according to McVay and 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 that franchise because they gave up Goff two ones and a three to but get that. Th- the thing was Max a lot of people were saying, hey, stay with Jared Goff. Yeah. I mean and, and wow. like my thing is people were trying to use the numbers for Matthew Stafford because he was in a poor situation in Detroit, demeaning his overall talent. My thing is, when you're around other talent, that can unleash talent. And obviously, Sean McVay recognized that. Yeah, that, there's no question about it, considering he played yesterday afternoon and not on Monday night. But anyway. Um, that, it happens. That's, We're talking about know, thousand it, games, it's, man. It's one of those situations that, you know, c- coming into it, when they made the, the haul, gave up the haul that they gave up to get Matthew Stafford, I was I'm like, nah, man, you you giving, you giving too much to get a guy. But when you know – that that guy fits for what you want to do, I guess the price doesn't mean anything. That's why the Rams stepped up and they said, we'll give you two ones and whatever else you want. By the way, you can take this dude too. And who is that dude? Jared Goff. He's really good. You guys know him. And they wind up getting what they needed out of the situation. So what does that tell you when you never see this in the NFL? You never really see a receiver for a receiver, a D lineman for a D lineman, Right, you don't ever see challenge that trade. trade. That's an old-fashioned challenge trade. But if I'm willing to give up my guy for your guy, I must really think that your guy hmm. must really be good, and y'all don't know what to do with him. That because that's what they did. They gave up their guy for your guy. The pressure, even if even if you only thought Stafford was marginally better than Goff, the pressure starts in the playoffs because that's when you move mountains yeah, because good, you think though. that difference will yeah, get I'm you good. a Super Bowl. I'm good, though. That's what the Rams are playing for this year. So with that in mind. Yeah, but I'm pl- good on him, though, in the playoffs. Stafford? Yeah, yeah I'm good Okay, good. Him. Well, so are the Rams or they wouldn't have made the deal, right? But, you know, seeing is believing. I think the 0-3 goes away. I, bl- I agree, but there is a lot of pressure to do that. Here's the question, though. If they're willing to give up all that and they've been to a Super Bowl with Goff, getting there is not the point. Winning it is. So as good as that team was that got there, is this team better than that team in 2018 that got to the Super Bowl key? I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think – there's no Todd Gurley. 
They got a Brandon Cooks because they got D-Jack. No Cam Akers even. That's mm-hmm. a tough yeah, but, shot. But I'm yeah. saying Ty Gurley was a part of that Super Bowl mm-hmm. run. Um, yeah, but I'm saying Cam Akers was going to kind of play that role, and then he got hurt before the yeah, season started. Yeah, but they're they doing okay at the running back spot right now. When you go to the defensive side, they got one corner in, in Jalen Ramsey. They essentially had two in, in Tlaib and Peters. Marcus Peters. Um, so I think the secondary is a little bit better with those two than just Jalen Ramsey. Um, what else am I thinking? Fowler was on the edge, coming off the edge, along with Aaron Donald in the middle. Um, who else am I missing? I'm missing some other some other key components on the defense. And I think Wade Phillips is a better defensive coordinator, right? Did they at pick that up time. Cooks that year? Yeah, I said Brandon Cooks yeah. on the offensive yeah. side. Mm-hmm. I think Wade Phillips is a better defensive coordinator at that time than Raheem Morris is right now. So, but I think this defense is good. I just don't think I think that the defense team is overall, better. Jay. Do you think this Rams team? Yeah, team overall is better than that Rams team. No, okay. no. Why? Why does that even matter though? Because they I know I just, got to a Super Bowl and failed to yeah. get over the hump. Yeah, yeah they ran I mean, up against Brian Flores and <laughs> and uh, Bill Belichick and no. Tom Brady. That's what I'm saying. Like, who you go against? I mean, look, a lot, we compare a lot of teams to the past, who they were, but who you go against has a lot to do with your opportunity to win that game back then as opposed to what the league is right now. Different cool. league right now. And you know where Tom Brady is now? On the Bucks. And look what the Rams just did to the Bucks. They, they, their defense key, which you have been uh, keying on, has been exposed, right? The Bucks defense? Well, I wouldn't necessarily say exposed. I would just say that there's some, some fixing to be – done by Ty Bowles for the defensive side of the ball. They lit the defense up last year, though. I think Jared Goff went into Raymond James Stadium and threw for damn near 500 yards. So it's not not doable to go up against the Bucks defense and dominate Early them. in the season. But just in general. I mean, they, 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 they are an aggressive attacking style defense that relies on a lot of extra pressure coming out of the back end, and they were not getting to Matthew. I think Matthew Stafford was touched three times in the game. And let's not forget, by the way, Todd Bowles is a genius and everything, but the fact is they went up against the NFC Championship game and in the Super Bowl last year, offensive lines that were badly damaged. They were missing pieces. So to get pressure, you don't have to send extra guys, so you're better covering people too. Yeah, but Todd Bowles is a hell of a D.C. I'm not arguing it. I'm just no, saying. He's a, like He's a hell of a defensive uh, coordinator. But that's how you win that, championships. But that so may not be this year. Fair. But things have to go your, in your favor when you win championships. I mean, you can't really factor in, well, I, this team, we'll wait for this team to be fully healthy to play. They won one game. I mean, they lost one game. I'm not, you know. Yeah. You know how it goes. Sure. They got, what have they got? Uh, 14 more to go. Yeah, this is, especially this year. Seven, this year, maybe more even than in the past, it's going to be a war of attrition. Who's healthiest at the end of the season? Less predictable, you would and think, terrific, with so many games. And terrific Tom has done well in the playoffs for himself, I would say. A little bit. So, I'm not worried about that. He might be okay. He held up five fingers last year during the Chicago game. Looking for an extra down. And (laughs) then he won the Super Bowl. Right. As everybody poked fun at the five hands, five fingers. I'm not worried about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at all. I mean, obviously, there are questions with their secondary. You can see the last three games, how many, you know, passing yards have been attempted, you know, actually caught versus them. I think that's a problem, but I believe in Tom and the Bucks. I think they'll be okay. Yeah, I think, I think the Rams be okay. will be okay too. Yeah, I mean, I agree. like they, Look, this, this thing is coming down. Good. This thing is coming down to Green Bay Packers, New Orleans Saints, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in no special order. Uh, Arizona Cardinals will be in the mix. 
because they need to be in the mix. Kyler Murray's playing ridiculous, MVP-like. Um, you know, Seattle's, Seattle's got to get their act together, and San Francisco's got to figure out what to do, although Jimmy G played extremely well. That's pretty much the NFC, and the Dallas Cowboys will be there too. So that's pretty much who you're going to be looking at in terms of fighting for an NFC championship to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Kyler Murray, on the other hand, he's, he's cooking. Here's the uh, Rams head coach, Sean McVay, after the game. We played a, a team that's the reigning Super Bowl champs, which that was last year, but they've played really well in their first two games. And so, you know, if you said, hey, who are the teams that were 3-0 last year or in previous years, I bet you really couldn't remember. There's so many football games to go. We've got to have steady improvement. Very pleased with the way the guys handled it. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the win, but I also know that, hey, it's, we got to enjoy it, and then you got to be able to move forward. Whether we ended up winning or losing that game, you have to be able to move forward in this league. And so that's what our guys will do. I have total trust and confidence in the leadership from our our team with our players and then our coaching staff. Yeah, it, it's it's all about the design of those plays that Sean McVay is doing. When you look at the screen pass that they just threw for the touchdown, all the eyes of the defender went with the motion and Cooper Cup out of the backfield. All eyes went to the left, or better yet, to the right. Uh, all the eyes on the defense went to the right. They threw the ball back to the left, walked in for a touchdown. All that is creativity and design. Ball out of Stafford's hand quick. You design that for Jared Goff. He's holding on to the ball. He's not executing the offensive game plan the way that they envisioned. So they made a move that's better for them. It will be interesting to see how the Rams' defense, which we all gloat about, you know, obviously week one going against Andy Dalton, week two going against Carson Wentz, who has dual ankle sprains, and then going against the Bucs and Tom Brady, now going against the Cardinals coming up week four, a more dynamic quarterback that can create a ton of havoc with his feet. I'll be curious to see if they can actually get penetration on him and get a couple of sacks. Oh, no, they're going to get penetration on him. 99 going to create all type of havoc, uh, Aaron Donald, that is. And then, you know, you, you, Kyler Murray has been playing damn good. There's no question about it. But the problem is this defense is going to continue to get better. It's going to be an exciting game for sure. This is for the division. Well, it's early, but it'll be for the division league. A lot can change. I'm just saying, so far this season, the Rams have that same smell about them to me that they had in 18. Like, they just they look like a well, they well-balanced. Yeah. They got an mm-hmm. offense. They got a defense. Yeah. They could put up the points. Yes. And they were a juggernaut that season. You know, remember most of that season, it was like Rams or Chiefs. And then, of course, the Patriots are there in the end. But the Patriots are kind of fortunate to get past the Chiefs that year. And in the Super Bowl, Key, as you pointed out earlier, I don't remember if we were on air or not, that was like the lowest scoring Super Bowl in history against the Rams. Yeah, I mean, against Tom Brady in an offense that was putting up points in the regular season for the New England Patriots. They got to the Super Bowl, was only able to get 13 if it wasn't for a long throw to Gronk at the end of the game. The Rams probably could have won that game. And now, instead of Goff holding the ball, you said now you have Stafford, and they that's why they went all in. They think he can be the difference. It and looks he looks like so and he mm-hmm. looks like he could be the difference. Yeah. I mean, there's no question about it. I mean, he could always have a a stub toe in the playoffs or something like that. But I believe it'll be different for him. Even if they don't make it to the Super Bowl, it'll, the Rams will just look different in the playoffs. Let's bring in Monday Night Football's Lewis Riddick into this conversation. Lewis has uh, got the Cowboys and Eagles tonight. But first, Lewis, what was your biggest takeaway from the Rams-Bucks game? I think it's the the bet that Sean made on – Matthew being able to take them next level offensively. And it, it may be things that we just, we don't even really see. I mean, besides the superior 
throwing ability that he has compared to Jared Goff, and that's not trying to be disrespectful to Jared Goff. I think it's I think it's the behind the scenes things, the way in which his football team there responds to Matthew. I think the way the players on offense in particular respond to Matthew, the, maybe the types of things that Matthew can get done at the line of scrimmage that allows that really are carrying out Sean's vision from the sideline right there on the football field in real time in a, at a level that takes them to the next level. I think you saw all of that yesterday and you're just hoping, you know, if you're a Rams fan that that continues and that he's able to be playing at his very best. The team is healthy and they're hitting their apex when it matters the most when the playoffs come around. So you don't have one of those early exits or you don't have that game where you're fighting somebody, you know, with one hand tied behind your back because you have a key player out. You hope that it, that it happens that way for them. And then, you know, let the chips fall where they may. That, that's what it's looking like. It's building towards that. And uh, just, just think how this team would look, man. If Cam Akers was there, that's, uh, yeah. it would be, it'd be fun to watch. No, it, it would be Lewis. I'm going to give you a, an easy two-part question. That way you don't have to move from game to game, but we're going to stay in Las We're going to go to Las Vegas, and we're going to talk about uh-huh. we're going to talk about Derek Carr did it again. Yeah. Did just did it again. And we also I want to also ask you about Jacoby Brissett on the other side, Miami. Did mm-hmm. did some pretty mm-hmm. good things in there. And as it comes to quarterback in the future, and Tua and a decision need to be made, do you stay with Tua? Or do you, I mean, stay with Jacoby Brissett or go back to Tua? Yeah. I'll, you know, I'll start there and then I'll get to Derek because I love talking about Derek and I know you're a fan of his too. Um, I think with Tua, it's just, Sean, I mean, as we all know, it, it's, it's a matter of availability at this point. And I think if Tua was available long enough to where he could string together more and more games, especially now after having season one under his belt, having a full off season, and you saw during the preseason early on in the season that this is a guy who's extremely, extremely accurate and can do a lot of things you need him to do. He can play, he can play winning football. He can play championship-level football. But the, the availability, and it's not his fault. Look, he, it's not like he's trying to get a cracked rib. It's not like you can go and lift weights and prevent cracked ribs. I mean, that's just the way that happens in football. But I think I know how – well, I know how front offices think about that kind of thing. And when they see that keep happening – they will, their mindset will quickly sour and they will start thinking we can't get it done with this guy, even if it wasn't his fault, even if it was nothing, it was nothing he could do about it. They're going, to just, they're going to quickly start to shift their mind to a totally different direction in a totally different mode, and I think it's, just, it's inevitable probably that it happens that way, but I don't think – and that, that's unfair, but you know what? Pro football ain't fair. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett is a stud. I've always thought he was a stud. Even going back to his days – in New England when he got opportunities to play in Indianapolis, when he got opportunities to play, it was a matter of whether or not he could string that the kind of performance that he had yesterday. Can he do that for 17 games? Can he not have the ups and downs to the point where, you know what? I mean, Keyshawn think about it like this. I always thought about it like this from a personnel deal. And even when I was playing and Bill told me this one time, Belichick, you know, starters, pro bowlers, hall of famers, consistently are able to maintain a level of play week in, week out, year in, year out. For, you know, after a decade, you know, you're going, damn, the player was always the same. He was always ascending more or less. Backups typically can flash, have a great game, and then you think, okay, maybe I found something. The next game that you put them out there and they're average to below average and you're losing because of it. 
and they're not able to win because of him. Can Jacoby have that kind of performance on a consistent basis? If he could, he'd be a starter. That's the problem. You just don't know if he can do that all the time because yesterday, look, he looked like a starting quarterback. He looked like a solid starting quarterback. So I, I, don't, I still think they, they, they were going to look for their franchise quarterback outside of that locker room. I mean, I think that's obvious. We'll see what direction they go. Vegas has their franchise quarterback. I felt that way when Derek Carr was drafted out of Fresno. I, hear, I heard all the, all the BS that, that surrounded him for his entire career. He can't handle the blitz. He doesn't handle pressure. Doesn't extend plays enough. Doesn't push the ball down the field. Doesn't take enough chances on all script type of plays. Blah, 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 blah. This year, I think right now he's at his apex in that offense. Personally, how he feels about himself and his own confidence, how he feels about the football team offensively and overall. I think it's now or never for him. Well, I don't want to say never. I think it's now for him. I think it's now for that football team. I'm excited to see them next week in in uh, in L.A. against the Chargers. It's going to be like it's going to be like Vegas and Oakland South down in L.A. That's going to be wild. Mm, That's going to be a great Monday night game. I agree with you, Lewis. Derek Carr, I think, should be an MVP conversation as well. But Lewis, you have the call for Monday Night Football on ESPN tonight. So let's go to the Monday Night Football preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What do you need to see Jalen Hurts do this evening against the Cowboys? You know, I think he needs to do exactly what he told us he needs to do yesterday when we talked to him. He needs to be efficient and score points, however that comes. It's not a matter of satisfying us as viewers or analysts or anything in terms of his ability to win from the pocket, don't escape the pocket, throw from the pocket, dice him up from the pocket, push the ball down. No, they need to win this game because this is a big game for them. This is kind of a, an early season measuring stick for them against the football team in Dallas that everyone expects now to win the East and, and you know, maybe win a playoff game when they're at full strength. So I think that's what he needs to focus on the most. And how, if that means running for a 120 tonight, run for 120. If it means for throwing for 320, throw for 320. I think that's what he needs to do the most and make sure he protects the football because he can get a little bit lax with it in the pocket, taking you know one hand off of it when he's trying to create and, you know, see what he can do as far as moving the chains. Because they, they've got a solid defense. They're missing Brandon Graham, who, who ruptured his Achilles last week. But they have got a front, front four in particular that could give Dallas some issues. Hey, on the, on the other side of that, Lewis, on the other side of that, right, give, give, some give Dallas some issues. Isn't there a lot of pressure on Dak here? They're hosting the Eagles. They could be 2-0, and but they're not. They could also sure. be 0-2. They're 1-1. They're hosting a divisional rival. They're favored, it seems, by most to win the division. And you just said they could get some problems. Isn't the pressure here more on the home team, the favorites, the Cowboys, than it is on Hurts and the Eagles? Well, sure. The pressure of Max is always on Dallas because Dallas is always a team that has, depending upon how you look at it, high expectations, sometimes unrealistic. But this year, I think everyone expects this offense to be a top five, top three offense. They expect Dak Prescott to be a top three, top four, top two quarterback in the NFL. And right now he's playing that way. So I think there's a lot of pressure on him in particular and the offense in particular to carry today because they're so shorthanded on defense. They're off, their D-line is decimated. They don't have a lot of depth. They get Randy Gregory back, Micah Parsons. Look, we know that he's the prodigy right now as far as rushing the passer. And we'll see what he does tonight. I think this game could potentially be a one of those up-and-down-the-field type of games. Last guy who has the ball wins the, you know, wins the game. 
that's where I said Jalen needs to be very efficient. You know Dak will be efficient. Dak is on another level, too. Dak reminds me right now kind of like what the feeling you get when you talk to Derek Carr in person. Derek knows exactly what needs to happen in the offense in Vegas. Dak knows exactly what needs to happen in the offense here in Dallas. When you watch them at practice, he runs that thing. He's the one who's orchestrating it out there on the field the way you would think Brady, Rodgers, Breeze, those guys orchestrated it on a, on a Friday or Saturday practice when you're doing two-minute in red zone. He was in control. Mm. And when you talk to him, he's as cool and as calm as it gets. He knows he's a franchise quarterback. He knows he's the franchise quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And he knows this is a big-time divisional matchup. I would expect him to come out and light it up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Monday Night Football Preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Call or click today and find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Um, what would another loss mean for Mike McCarthy, uh, Lewis? Mm. Right now, I mean, it, it would mean that, you know, it'd give us a lot of talk, a lot of things to talk about as far as, okay, well, did the expectations get too high and go come too far too fast for Dallas? Um, but I think every, every that, now that's just on the surface. That's how people would look at it. But I think there's a lot of, it, you know, every, every loss has a story. I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in context. And if they play well defensively tonight, I'll tell you this. Look, Dan Quinn's going to get another head coaching job. If they play well tonight and play well through this tough stretch that they're about to go through without having some of their best players defensively, I mean, I, look, they're, they're going to play, they're going to play with guys tonight who took no reps in the preseason, none on defense, like none, none. And they're going to be out there playing 25, 30, 35, 40 snaps. So I think th- this is going to be, this is going to be a tougher game for them than maybe people expect, I believe. I, again, I think this game comes down to the wire. So I don't think a loss would be devastating to Mike, but you know people would jump on the Dallas Cowboy hate wagon just because – because of how good this offense is playing and because of how good Dak's playing and because how uncoverable the combination of Amari and CD look and look how, and look, Tony Pollard and, and Zeke, I mean, those four, let's see, those four, those five players, Ezekiel, Tony Pollard, Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, Dak Prescott. That's as good a group as five as there is in the NFL, period. Mm, period. That's Lewis Bar Riddick. None. On the Goodyear Hotline. Have a great call tonight, Lewis. We look forward to it. Meantime, a former Giant says it's time for Big Blue to make some big changes. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Falcons get a win on the road against the Giants, my beloved New York football Giants. Jay, I know you're a Giants fan, too. He just hates on New York. No, I just like winning championships, that's all. Well, the Giants have won four Super Bowls in their history. No, I'm just saying recently you feel good about championships that your city win. And that's all. It's been a long – by the way, I'll just take a competent offensive line at this point. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max was presented by – Progressive Insurance. We had Chris Canty on earlier. You're going to hear what he had to say in a second. Jay, you know, I I was saying earlier, in recent years, the Giants have been bad, but the Mm -hmm. NFC East has been bad. And I'll watch the games and think, like, with some hope, and it's crushing. And I got to say, I'm numb to it now. Like, I didn't die with love. Of course, it felt bad. I was yelling and screaming a little bit. But it didn't feel like recent years just because I throw my hands up in the air. I've come to expect it. Chris Canty put it perfectly. He said, you know, (laughs) when you're a winning team, you know how to make winning plays. When you're a losing team, you find ways to lose. And that's essentially what the Giants have been doing. Now, I'm going to give Joe Judge the benefit of the doubt because he's only been in the job not that long. Uh, I'm going to give him the doubt. The benefit. You're going to give him the (laughs) doubt? I'm just going to give him the doubt. Well, let's actually listen to what Chris Canty had to say about the New York Giants. Well, it starts at the top. I mean, I have to relieve Dave Gettleman of his duties. I, I, don't, I don't take any pleasure in calling for anybody's job, but he's been on the job since the end of the 2017 season, and yet we're talking about double-digit loss season after double-digit loss season. He's got to go. He's got to go. Now, with Daniel Jones, even though he's played better, it might be a situation where he gets caught up in the circumstance because we're still trying to figure out whether or not the Giants have a quarterback. And if you're talking about another double-digit loss season, I don't know how you can commit to Daniel Jones long-term beyond 2021. they got to make a decision on his fifth-year option this coming offseason. I mean, usually teams start engaging in contract talks. The Giants might be in the exact same spot with the quarterback position that the Jets were in last offseason where they didn't know what they wanted to do going into year four of their quarterback 
and they decided to reset at that position. So that might be on the table. Max, I've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks. I said, you know, I know that the situations have different details, but damn, it seems very similar when you think about Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones in the same situation that they're in. But I'll be honest, we just had him on the show. As a Giants fan, I, I'm dying for John Mara to say, Dave Gettleman, you've had your time here. We've, we want you to address the O-line. You haven't been able to do that. Questionable draft selection choices. That is where it is. I'm on the phone with a guy like Lewis Reddick. I'm on a guy, director of player personnel for the Washington football team, for the Eagles, understands the division, understands how we need to look at our organization. I think there is time for the Giants to actually make a culture shift. And I think that starts up top. Well, I think it, in terms of looking at who should stay, who should remain, that process has probably already started, probably was already. Guys like like, like the Murr family and, and Tish family and people that run teams, they start the process way early. We just don't know. They've already started looking at general managers and potential head coaching replacements and all those sort of things. Depending on how the season evolves, Depends on whether or not those people are relieved of their duties. You know, I can't be booed as but, an owner. But it I, evolved to, to what? I mean, like, look at the start, Key. Evolve it, as to if you see promise, because you start a certain way doesn't mean that you won't end a certain way. I've been there before where we lose Vinny Testaverde, and Evan could you, – you remind me of how many games we lost in a row. I think we lost like seven or so games in a row, and then all of a sudden – we made a quarterback switch from Rick Meyer to Vinny to, to Ray Lucas, and we won like eight games and almost went to the playoffs. So you you kind of got to see it play out, even though in your back pocket you have something there in your hip pocket saying, you know what, if I need to go to it at the end of the year, I know I got Lewis Riddick in my hip pocket if I need to, or I have somebody else in my hip pocket if I need to. Let me tell you the problem with the Giants as I see it as a Giants fan. There's nothing wrong with being conservative, looking toward the past or liking the way things have been, and, but, but being reflexively conservative, meaning you're not really putting real detailed thought into it as a problem. So what do I mean by that? It seems to me that, that, the, that John Mara, that the people who are making decisions on the Giants, when someone can give them the feeling of an old-timey coach, the way they used to do it. They like that. Makes them feel comfortable because that's the way they've always gotten yeah, it done. Coughlin, Parcells. 100%, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so all you got to do is give them that feeling. That's not good enough because it's okay to be conservative, but you have to also pay attention to the details. Wait a minute. Yes, that's their basic philosophy, but are they aware of what's happening in the NFL now? Are they up to date? Do, can, they, can they take that philosophy and transpose it to modern football and still be successful with it? The Gettleman hire did not give me that feeling, and guys, he's had, this is season four. four. Yes. He hasn't fixed the line yet. Season four. He drafted a running back second overall in season four, still hasn't fixed the line. How much more do you got to see? Well, hey, man. They're not firing him today. He might be gone tomorrow, but not today. Not today, huh? It's not going to happen. Tom- by tomorrow, you mean 12.01 a.m.? They might get him. They might clip him week 14. Interesting. They might clip him right around then. Yeah. Well, get the number one pick in the draft at least. That'll be nice. <laughs> <laughs> right? They got some more picks, though, too, right? They got a bunch yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, a bunch of picks. They so got whoever the new guy is that he he loaded the box. Chicago's for. pick ain't gonna be is is gonna be a good one too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the yeah. Giants. See, that's and here's the thing: you better have some smart dudes there. If you're picking that high up in the draft, I want two Hall of Famers on the team, right? Like, don't miss anymore when you got those picks. Week three is not done yet. We've got one more game, and uh, we'll tell you which one and one team needs the game more: the Cowboys or the Eagles. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Mannings, that would be Peyton and Eli for anyone interested, are on ESPN2. Key, Cowboys are hosting the Eagles. Oh, every year the Cowboys, it's their division to win. Who needs this win more, the Cowboys or the Eagles? I would say the Cowboys, just because of what you just said. Every single year it says our, yeah, I would. Say they need it because it's Monday night. Here we go again. You lose this game. See, told you. They're at home. At home. They – it's so crazy, though. I can see the Cowboys actually losing. Stop. You yeah. know, I can see them losing. I, I could, too. I think I'm picking because the Eagles, it's, as a matter of fact. Because it's a Monday night game at home, and the Cowboys do this on Monday night games at home. You'd be like, oh, they're going to win at home, and then they lay an egg. You'd be surprised how many out of town. Like, like Cowboys fans, it's not just Cowboys fans in Dallas. You know, that's, that, that stadium is an attraction. You're going to have some Eagles fans in the house. No, it is. It, it, because, eventually, like I said, the stadium's an attraction. It's one of those places 
that got, you know, it's an easy flight, all those sort of things. And people want to see it. They want to be a part of it. Um, it'll be a jacked up environment. No question about it. But in the end, I think the Cowboys are the better team from top to bottom, but I can see where there's a Cowboy case where we come back in here tomorrow. You're like, damn, man, you see what happened? You think we'll see Ezekiel Elliott tonight? You think like the, or you think we'll see Tony Pollard continue to increase his runway with the team? Because it feels like it's trending in that direction. I think, I think you're going to get the split carry still. I mean, they're going to share time because yeah. it works. Zeke is due for a good game. You feel like it, right? I you feel, feel like, like he's coming. due for a good game. And I don't know how many yards that means. I don't know. I'm not saying fantasy pick, but like I feel 100, 110. Yeah, or he could he could be 80, but like effective yards. You know, I feel like he's due for a good game. Yeah, get over the century mark on unlimited carries, rip off a nice 30 yard chunk here and yeah. there. You know, plow into the end zone, that sort of thing. It feels out like of the it. backfield. Get about seven receptions for another 60 mm-hmm. yards. The the Eagles are good on the line of scrimmage. And they got a good young quarterback. Like, here's the interesting thing. Carson Wentz, Uh-oh. he hasn't won a game in a long time, right? Like, he, there was something about Wentz on the Eagles that the team looked flat when he played quarterback. And I mean that going back to even the defense of the Super Bowl championship. The team caught fire when they went to Nick Foles. And, and, and even in the – I'm forgetting the quarterback again, the 40-year-old quarterback on one leg. McCown. Yeah, Josh McCown. He – like, they lost by the same score to the Seattle that they lost to with Wentz. Like, they, he couldn't even really get the team to perform better than Josh McCown. Well, he got he got. They respond there, to Hurts. They respond to Hurts. The yeah, team likes and, playing with Hurts. Yeah, and I think they responded to Carson Wentz up until the point that he got hurt. They wouldn't have been where they were for Nick Foles to carry him into the they next five six and games. Six. They were five and six when, he, when, when Carson Wentz got hurt that second year. Oh, no, the second year. I'm talking about yeah. the Super Bowl year with Nick yeah. Foles. Oh, oh, Wentz was great that But by year. the time the second year came around, he had already soured on the locker room where Jalen Hurts comes in. People like Jalen Hurts. They like him. And that's that's I've seen that in with other positions and other teams. Players like what they like. You know, Carson Wentz might have been the veteran guy that was a high draft pick, but people didn't even – they didn't like his cologne. So that might have been a problem, right? <laughs> yeah, man. I don't like the way he smells. He's – he doesn't smell right, so no, you know it what automatically right? tricks. It autom- automatically triggers something in players' minds because they already know what that is. You know what? It's, you know what doesn't smell right? Jalen Hurts' pro debut, and you know, like he and and by the way, he's playing. And Carson Wentz comes out, says something in the media, stuff yeah. like that. Carson. But but Hurts seems like the kind of personality that galvanizes a team. You know what I mean? It, it it just feels that way that they like playing. What is it about her? Like, do, do you agree with that, Jay? Yeah, I, I was going to tell you. I I already know where you're going with your question. What is it about him that is yeah. different? So, just knowing him, you hear a guy like Micah Parsons talk about, "Oh, I can't wait to get a quarterback like Jalen Hurts." Like, that's bullet bulletin board material for a guy like Jalen Hurts. Like, he is the kind of guy. Everything he went through, leaving Alabama, going to Oklahoma, having to. Fight for this position to finally get named the starter for the Eagles. He finds motivation in things like that. That's how he's built from the bottom up. It, it uh, For him, though, tonight for Jalen Hurts is going to be also a big situation where everybody's watching to see if if the Atlanta victory was a fluke. And are you going to be less than what you did against Atlanta on a Monday night where everybody in the country wants to see you take the next step see the Philadelphia Eagles take the next step. If they win this football game, they're in sole possession of first place. Um, so people want to see that. You know what's interesting about Hurts? 
that we talk about, I like staying on this theme of brand versus reality, right? Hertz loses his job in Alabama to Tua. Hertz goes to a place where other guys came out of that place in consecutive years drafted first overall. But because Hertz had already lost his job previously, he goes in the second round. And the sense of him is he's a lower level. But based on the results so far, did the same thing the other not. dude same mm-hmm. did the same thing the other guys in Lincoln Riley's offense did except win the Heisman. Same thing. Same thing. Losing the playoff game or whatever the case is, you know, down the stretch. You know, all all of Who those. Who you rather sort of have, Tua or Hurts, as your quarterback in the NFL? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. I'd rather have Jalen Hurts in college. Only reason why he got benched is because Tua came in. They won the game. Jalen Hurts struggled in the first half, so coach made a decision. If Jalen Hurts doesn't struggle in the first half and he just plays a long way, the next year Jalen Hurts is still the quarterback at Alabama. But when you win a national title and you throw that pass, all of a sudden it's like, okay, the second half got engineered. So that brand was stained. Is Kyler Murray qualitatively different than Hurts, or is it kind of a similar thing? Or would you put Kyler Murray's upside ahead? Different. 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 They're similar but different. Jalen Hurts can't do a lot of the Mighty Mouse running around, heaving the ball in the air, spectacular-looking stuff that you be like, oh, man, highlight. Jalen Hurts ain't going to do that. He might run around, but he ain't going to run from like he's running around second base and then slide, and as he's sliding, he's going to throw the ball. Can you, win, can you win with Hurts? I think you can win with Hurts. I think you can win with Hurts for sure. And the Eagles are going to prove you that they can win with Hurts. That's why they drafted him. I think they might prove it tonight, as a matter of fact. Well, well you're hoping they prove it tonight because you don't like the Dallas Cowboys. Well, that might be a fact. Yeah. Well, I resemble I mean, also, that remark. Yes, if you go, We talked about Ezekiel Elliott off the top, right, and Tony Pollard, an opportunity for them to run the ball. Look at the way Atlanta and San Francisco were able to kind of dominate, not dominate, but beat up on the Eagles, right? Like that D-line, they were able to punish them with the run game, and it set up for Dallas to do the same this evening. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles got some. The Eagles got some okay. talent on the line. Y'all didn't like the Eagles two years ago or That's last right. year, but you That's want right. the Eagles to beat the Cowboys tomorrow. Oh. I mean, oh, tonight I can taste it. That's oh, as right. a Giants fan, yes, yes. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Molly. Thank you, Molly. Molly, Karam, exactly. Yeah, oh, and yes. three. Oh, oh, and three. He know he loves to go By against the, way, the grain. Oh, and Molly. three, and they're still not out of it. Like I, <laughs> you're still you're actually holding on hope. Yeah, Max. I'm not. I don't, I'm letting I don't go think of the hope. division's that good, and the Giants are are zero and three. Could easily be they could, they could as easily be two and one as the Cowboys could be two and zero. So I pray that you're right be tomorrow two and morning. One when we the come Cowboys could do this. They could easily be three and zero. But I want to fire the head coach and the general manager. Yeah, like, come on, because it's a terrible division. Oh god, it's a bad division. Well, I'm, we're also providing context over what's happening. Bad over the division. Last Why is it a years? bad division? I'm, I'm saying if the Giants were in the NFC West, y'all, it's y'all over. were running around here talking about how how this. Washington football team defense was one of the top defenses of all time. I didn't think they had a quarterback. No, don't say y'all. Why are you saying y'all? Don't throw me in that category. No, not of uh, all I'm time. I'm talking Thought about they were... you ESPN analyst. See how it's see, what I'm talking you about. You ESPN analyst. You know what? From now on, when you say media, realize you're talking about yourself. You're in the media. And, and, and I'm sorry, Keith. We don't want the bar to be the NFC East. We actually want the bar that to be something says, better. That credential says nothing about media. <laughs> no, Keyshawn J. It does say ESPN. What are you in the system Walt Disney. That's all it says. Back on Tuesday with Devin Hester. Greenies next. This just in, 2 p.m. with yours truly, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.